Welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom, and we feature guests who inspire and uplift future generations with their work. Today, I have somebody phenomenal on the show, Jennifer Swanson. She is located in Florida, and she is an award-winning author of over 45 nonfiction books. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Tracy. I'm excited to be here. So you have quite a huge list of successes <laughs> underneath of you. I mean, you have published 45 books, most of which are science related, mm-hmm. um, very educational content, but you also have a, a background in chemistry and yes. you have a um, you graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy. You have mm-hmm. a master's in science. Is that correct? Science education. Yes. Science mm-hmm. Education. And um, I just... I always like to hear how people got started in what they're doing. So you have, you know, it seems like you probably started down the path of, you know, science, chemistry, those types of things. But how, how did you shift from that path into writing children's books? Um, So from the time I was nine, I wanted to be a doctor. Um, It it changed. I was a, you know, pediatrician, organ transplant surgeon. Right. And then, and then when Sally Ride went up, in the space shuttle, I wanted to be, you know, a flight surgeon and go up in the shuttle. Um, so we all have these wild, amazing dreams when we're kids. Um, so unfortunately, organic chemistry and I did not get along. And so that's why I'm not a doctor, um, because I couldn't pass the MCAT. Um, and, but I always knew that I loved teaching. I, I love talking to students and to kids about science and getting them excited. So um, I became a teacher and on, for an online um, organization. And then I was a huge reader. So I was like, it would be so cool to write kids books one day, right? Like I'd always had journals. And, but so I tried my hand at fiction picture books. I was not great at that. <laughs> like, like As a beginning writer, I was just like, this is really hard, yes, right? Like is, yeah. everybody thinks, oh, let's just write a picture book. It's, right. it's very difficult. It is. Yeah. Um, so then one of my friends actually said to me, why don't you write science books? And I went, oh, and kind of like voila, here we are. And now I get to combine two of my passions, writing and science together. And it's amazing. I've been so blessed with this career. It's, it's so fun. And so your journey um, began there, but then, I mean, now you're 45 books later yeah. and these books are incredible. I mean, they, they're, every okay. single one seems cram packed with science, education, things that any child could learn from. But I started looking and I went, huh, some of them are published by National Geographic. Some are oh. published by other publishing houses, but they all look so cohesive. So what was your journey like? Like, did you just query um, different publishers? What did that look like? Um, So I started in the educational publishing realm. Okay. um, Which is kind of, if you're a nonfiction author and you don't know where to start, that's a great place to start. So I started doing um, a bunch of different books and with Capstone and, um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember all the different ones. The Charles World and a bunch of them. Um, I went through like Redline Editorial, which is um, a place that, you know, kind of a book packager that gives you and all of these connections. And that was a great place to learn 
Um, but it was busy because when you do that, I, I mean, there's, I was writing anywhere from eight to 10 books a year sometimes, mm. um, which is wild. Yeah. Um, but it's like being in the trenches and you learn, you learn to meet deadlines. You learn to work with different editors. You learn how to research really quickly and write quickly sometimes. Um, and then um, I got my big break with National Geographic with my first trade book with Brain Games, which is a licensed product that it was a TV show on um, National Geographic Channel. And they asked me to turn that TV show Brain Games into a book, which oh. was very cool, but also very hard because if you've ever seen that TV show, it's yeah. really video enhanced and interactive. And so I basically had to create this structure for that book all, all on my own, out of my head. I just like made it up um, and it works. And the book is still in print and has done very, very well. It spawned um, two board games and a couple of other books in the series and so forth. Um, and that was kind of my big break, but it took me a while to get there. Like we all know that writing is hard and sometimes it takes a long time. Yeah, I mean, the, I was just looking at the amount that you've produced and I was thinking, man, she must depending on when you first got started, what how long ago was that? When you It was first, about uh let's see, 14 years. I was counting it last night. I keep saying 12 and I was like, no, but you know, we all lost two year, two years of the pandemic, right? right so <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, that's quite a bit of work to create and mm -hmm especially if you're a single one person doing that. So then yes. I started thinking, huh, I wonder, if, did you have researchers or other people that helped you or? Nope. It's all me. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. It's what everybody has their own experience, but going to the Naval Academy, they teach you to manage multiple things at one time, like lots of different projects. And so that's kind of what I did along the way. And, and I will be honest, um, at the time we were putting kids through college. So <laughs> the more books I did, the more money we had for tuition, right? right? <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, sure, bring them on, bring them on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess as far as the, the path that you're on, I mean, what is the most exciting thing for you? Because I know science obviously has to be very exciting, but is there something that just keeps you compelled to keep producing in this category um, or writing these types of books? You know, I'm really passionate about all aspects of STEM, science, mm -hmm. technology, technology, engineering, and math. And my, my goal is it's, it's changed over the years, right? Like first I just wanted to write books, but now I see STEM as an amazing way of thinking. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's a great way to show kids how to solve problems. Um, and they're not being taught that very well these days because everybody's teaching to the test, which, you know, is the way it is. But STEM is a huge, it's a perfect example to say, hey, we all know the scientific method. We all know the engineering and design process. We're trying to get from here to here. This is how you solve a problem. And then once you figure out how to do that, you can take it to any aspect of your life, not just STEM, even if you don't like STEM. But I mean, hello, how many problems do we as adults right. solve every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Simple ones, hard ones, all of them. Exactly. And, and so when we, we learn to critically think and solve problems, 
then we can, you know, I don't know, help save the world or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it needs it. And it seems like, uh, I saw on your website that you're, you do workshops. Yes. And you also mm-hmm. do workshops for, do you do them for students and for teachers? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes. In fact, some of the fun, the, the best ones we, where we have the most fun are with the teachers because, um, I try to get them out of their box and think and show them that, you know, cause I've had teachers say, I don't like science, well, you know, and, <laughs> but by the end of my presentation, they're like, Oh, Oh, I'm looking at it differently now. I was like, yay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of kids are like, Oh, well, I'm bad at math. I need to stay away from this. And it's like, no, you, it can be fun. You yes. can solve problems and you can, um, you know, find creative ways to do things differently through science, through math. So I'm sure that you have a great time at those workshops. Oh yeah, I do. It's, it's a lot of fun. And do you, I guess with your books, you have 45, are you working on more right now? I'm actually writing two at the same time. (laughs) Do you ever, like, if you get stuck on one, do you just go to the other? Um, I do sometimes. I mean, these, both of these books actually happen to be under contract, which is really nice. Um, so they all have deadlines. Um, but I do have other, you know, proposals that I'm working on and, and, um, books that I've queried, um, and, and so forth. So, yeah, in fact, I just had a, a, a cover reveal for my very first picture book, nonfiction picture book coming out this year. And uh, she asked, where did I get the idea? And that one actually came to me on a bike ride. Like I had to stop bike. I had to stop and like text myself because I was afraid I was, you know how you get the idea and then you're so afraid you're going to forget it. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I had to do with this book. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, I get ideas all over the place. Yeah, I think it's so cool because, I mean, I, for some of my work, all my ideas for the most part come in dreams. And I think that it's because my mind is quiet and I'm like able to process these ideas. But, you know, for you on the bike ride, your mind was quiet, you're relaxed. People in the shower, you know, they're relaxed. And it's like, my husband got me one of those notepads in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they need to invent. One of those waterproof notepads. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I guess with your new book, do you want to talk about it yet? Or? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's called Footprints Across the Planet and it's with Rycraft Books, um, who is an amazing new publisher that's up and coming. And um, they, they have created, I mean, you know, as an author, when you get your first layouts of your book, right, you get to see your, your illustrations or the photographs paired with your words. It's, it's the best day. Um, when I saw this book, the art director had done such an amazing job. It's completely photo illustrated, which is a little unusual for, um, picture books, but it was, it's breathtaking. Mm. Um, and it actually made me tear up. I was like, oh my gosh, look at my words. (laughs) Um, the book is about it. It's, it kind of, compares it starts out as your regular animal footprint book right like okay different animals and then it kind of segues into humans and the footprints that we make and then at the end um it it even goes through the digital footprint the carbon footprint which we should all be aware of Mm -hmm. and at the end what i'm trying to do is to get kids to understand two things one 
that science is all around them and the two they make an impact on the world and perhaps they should be wondering what type of impact they will leave on the world that's so beautiful well when it comes back out love to have you back on oh that would be great so i think i think it's this summer like okay. i at first i think june 2022 but now it might be august i mean you know some pub dates are sliding at the yeah. moment but it's going to be this summer i'm very excited so when a new book comes out is it like your new favorite or do you always have a favorite <laughs> i always get asked this question every school visit kids are like what's your favorite book and right. i'm like oh it's it's like picking amongst your kids right like right. um you know i'm very excited about this one yes um and i love it but there, i mean i love so many of my other books um, you know, a couple of my favorite, I usually try to give my top three. Um, my top three would be, um, astronaut, aquanaut, how space mm -hmm. science and sea science interact. That was with national geographic kids. Um, my save the crash test dummies. And yes, that's how I always say the title, um, with peach tree publishing and oh my gosh, I don't know, pick one of the rest of them. I like them all. So I, I hate picking one over the other. Yeah. Um, Brain Games was really fun because that was probably my first book, right? One on like fossils book. and seashells. Though. Yep. Rocks, fossils and shells. Yep. This yeah. one is with Outdoor School and it's um, part of ADOT, um, their division of Macmillan. And this one actually won a Kirkus Best Books for 2021. That's awesome. I know. I was like, over the moon yeah <laughs> <was> like, Woo! <laughs> now how long do those take you to write i would imagine quite some time um so it, yeah it depends um the rocks fossils and shells one was rather interesting because um we actually have shell fossil and rock guides within this book oh cool um and it's all like this book is meant to be taken outside and you can actually write in it and there's journals and all this kind of stuff so this one took oh gosh probably five months or so okay. um you know my astronaut aquanaut book probably took um about three or four months to write but the big thing for this one was it I didn't turn it in for a while because I was actually waiting to get some um uh, a really amazing person Fabian Cousteau who's the grandson of oh. Jacques Cousteau he wrote the foreword for the book so it took me six months to track him down and get him to respond but that was like <laughs> A major like fangirl moment kind of thing um so I would say for most of my middle grade books they take anywhere from four to six months I mean you know you have to research them thoroughly I talk to experts I do a lot of a lot of things to make sure that these books are you know true factual very well done yeah and I'm sure that you know before they come out National Geographic always or would probably do like a an edit, an additional edit. Oh yeah. Every publisher does that. Absolutely. We go through it. We try to catch everything. Yeah. Um, I will say I, like, I know there's a couple of typos in the big fat chemistry notebook and, you know, occasionally something slips through, but we really, really, really do our best to, right. to make sure everything is accurate in these books. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, I like when I talk to kids, I talk about, um, topics of rejection too and yeah. how people do make mistakes and that's just the thing you know like there's I was reading um a book the other day now I, I think that's a typo you know but it's like these <laughs> yeah. I mean you can have 
five editors on something and something will just slip through, you know, and people just miss stuff. So it's about being human, you know, it is. And and usually if you tell the, if you find something and you tell the publisher, because I've had people email me, then the next time that they do an, uh, you know, another print run, they'll have fixed it. So it's not like they're like, let's just leave it there. Right. Like they, they do their best to get the, the correct information out and correct the typos that might get in there. Yeah. And you also, so you also, aside from all of these fantastic books and the new books, um, you also are the creator and co-host of a podcast called Solve It for Kids. Yep. (laughs) Solve It for Kids. That was my pandemic project. Oh, yeah. So I was, um, I started thinking, you know, how do you, I mean, how do you stay relevant as a children's author during the, when the pandemic started and it occurred to me kind of what I was talking about before was I have been blessed to meet so many amazing scientists and engineers and experts in my career and interview them. And the one thing that, that kind of carries throughout is how excited and passionate about what they are, what they do. Um, So they, they love what they do, even if it's like making toilet paper, right? Like, um, and so I was like, I would love to be able to share this with kids and families. And it kind of tied another thing because I've had a lot of teachers at school visits say, you know, I have kids who are interested in STEM. Their parents don't know anything about STEM. And how can I give them different careers for them to think about instead of just kind of the standard ones, like be a scientist in a lab or, you know, right. So that's where I started solve it for kids. So we interview, um, engineers, scientists, and experts, and we ask them how they solve problems in their jobs. And we've had, uh, oh my gosh, we, Fabian Cousteau has been on. We've had um, scientists from Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. We've had um, NASA scientists um, who drive the, the Mars rover and who actually have worked on um, the new um, SLS, the capsule, the Orion capsule that's going up on the SLS rocket. Um, we've had uh, test flight, NASA test flight pilots. I mean, it, it's kind of gone to this big thing. We've won a Mom's Choice Gold Award. Very cool. And, you know, it's kind of become its really own amazing thing. And I just think it's so much fun to do. I'm very passionate about it. Yeah. And I looked at some of the categories. I think you might have an art category on there too. We do. Absolutely. From the, um, the National Gallery of Art, we've had a scientist who works there restoring paintings. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. She uses chemistry, organic chemistry. It's just, yeah, I know. Right. Um, to s- restore paintings. We've also had um, the famous conductor and composer, Eric Whitaker on talking about how he um, used um, music and he composed a symphony, um, about Hubble deep field, um, which is amazing. If you've never heard this, just Google Eric Whitaker deep field and listen to this amazing music. It's it's unbelievable. Um, so yes, steam is very, even though I say STEM a lot, steam is very much a part of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. I was like, oh my gosh, what a cool podcast. And then how did you meet the um, your co-host. So, um, my, my original co-host is Jed Doherty and he has his own amazing podcast called reading with your kids. So I know him. 
Yes, he's oh, awesome. Yeah. Judge, is, Judge is amazing. So he yeah. kind of helped me get this off the ground and started. Uh, and he was there for a year, uh, but then he went back to doing his awesome podcast. And so my new host is Jeff Ganya. And he and I actually, he came to one of my highlights foundation workshop that I was giving because he writes his own um, space magazine for kids. And we met there. We just kind of, I mean, he's very outgoing. He's very fun. And so when Jed was getting ready to leave, I was like, oh, I, I know who to ask. And yeah. so Jeff and I and have, have started doing this. And we've been doing this almost a year now. And um, so we've been having a lot of fun and the podcast is growing um, and we're getting more and more listeners of, I say, kids of all ages. Yeah. Um, it's not just for kids, kids. Like we have lots of adults that listen to our podcast. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I listened, you know, a little bit and it looked like you're right about at your hundredth episode. Our 100th episode is in two weeks. Yes. And that's where we're going to have um, the NASA engineer who works on the capsule for the SLS rocket. That's our big, like, awesome guest. That's um, a good, which, good episode. Yes. Yes. We're excited for it. Yeah. Well, and then I also wanted to know how you do it all because like, she's superhuman. No. Uh, I managed one, I would think. Um, yeah, you know, the thing is, is I love to be, to dabble in a bunch of different things. Um, you know, in fact, one of the other things that I do is I have a literacy nonprofit oh, that I started. Cool. Yeah, it's called kidliteracy.org. And, um, and so I kind of juggle a bunch of different things, but again, I think that goes back to my days at the Naval Academy. I yeah. mean, I'm just used to juggling so many things. I have so many interests and I'm curious about so many things and I want to help get kids, you know, interested and excited with STEM and, and science and literacy. So like, that's what we do with the nonprofit is we're tying STEM to literacy. Oh, cool. Um, which is kind of unique in some ways. So, um, it's all part of the big package, but yeah, I'm, I'm usually fairly busy. <laughs> and then what does your nonprofit do? Does it work with, um, younger kids, older kids or. So at the moment, what we're, what we're doing is we bring authors and illustrators to schools and oh, cool. we donate books. Um, um, but we're in the process of tying it to the podcast so we're going to teach them kids how to learn, think and do. It's a new like way of of bringing kind of the whole gamut of problem solving and critical thinking together. So um, but also through authors and illustrators being in the classroom. And then, of course, we're going to give away free books and we do this for Title One schools. Um, so we're growing. We're, we started during the pandemic, which is like the worst time to start a nonprofit. Well. <laughs> but but that's when we got our 501c3. So we're legit. Now we just have to start building, right? Yeah. You know, I think the pandemic allowed a lot of time for people to explore what they wanted to do. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's like, well, I'm not going out and I'm not seeing people. I'm not going, <laughs> you know, I'm here in my pajamas all day. Um, but yes, you know, um, I, I learned how to write screenplays and took a bunch of master classes. Awesome. Like, oh, the master classes are master cool. Class. I've taken a couple of those. Those are fun, aren't they? Yes. I took the um, Shonda Rhimes. Oh, wow. Like the writer for Grey's Anatomy and Bridgerton and all those. Oh, my gosh. Like, that had to be so awesome. Class. 
about writing for, for television. And I was like, I'll take this, I'll take this, you know, no kidding. That's awesome. Different writing classes. Cause I wanted to try to branch out as a writer, you right. know, learn exactly. something new, like you're writing a picture book. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, most of my middle grade books are anywhere from, I don't know, 10,000 to 35,000 words. My picture book, 150 words. Oh my gosh. I, I'm so proud of myself, right? That's very good for you because that's hard. That's hard to take a yes. big idea and minimalize it to just a, oh yeah what's that two lines per page probably about that why do you think I like stopped on my bike <laughs> I was like <laughs> I can't forget these words right right <laughs> yeah because it is hard it's like um I've looked at some picture books and I'm like how did they get it so concise but yes. powerful like yes. it's such an art there's such an art. It is. It is. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a, it takes a completely different type of thinking to yeah. write a picture book. Yeah. Oh. And is it, um, you just write regular, you don't write in rhyme or anything like that, do you? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> poetry from, there's amazing, amazing writers who, who, who do poetry. Um, right. yeah, no. Absolutely not. That is that is not my skill. <laughs> I've tried to write in different formats, and I was like, "Nope, this is not for me." And just you no, know, no, no, it's just it's it, yeah. yeah. That that would be too frustrating for me. <laughs> <laughs> do what you're good at. There you go. Exactly. Find find what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and do that. Yeah. So aside from all of these great things you have going on, do you have anything else um, big and exciting for this year coming up? Um, let's see. So I just, I'm looking forward to the launch of my, my first picture book. Um, I have some, uh, book festivals that I'm going to, so I'm excited to get back out there. I'm doing the Maryland STEM festival in Annapolis, uh, Maryland. So, which is home to the Naval Academy. Um, and mostly I'm just trying to, you know, sell books and work on some new ideas, um, juggle my whole life with everything I have going on. And like I said, we're hoping to grow the nonprofit and the podcast. Um, and so, you know, just keep going and, and maybe travel, right. Hopefully travel again. (laughs) I'm going on a trip in a couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. There you go. Hallelujah. We're going to Wales. I'm excited. (gasps) Oh my gosh, that's on my to visit list. I've been to Scotland and, and England, but never Wales. That's on my to visit list. I have a blast. That'll yeah, I I'm writing a um, it's a chapter book, but it involves Merlin. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I I'm very curious. Let me know yes. when it comes yes. out. Yeah. So it's it's almost done, but I'm like I need to go to like the birthplace of where this fairy tale began so I'm telling you that's where you get that's every time we travel um you know like last year we actually I went to Hawaii twice um which was amazing we had to use points um like money that had been stuck there for two years yeah Um, but I do um I did a visit like an author visit at Pearl Harbor Oh, neat. which was amazing yeah um and but then you get to write off your trip right you have been to a book I do have a Pearl Harbor book. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they actually had me at the, um, 
at the submarine museum and so I talked about astronaut aquanaut and we did like stuff about subs and then I went to the aviation museum too um but that's what I mean so wherever you travel try and like find research for your book or whatever um, I've been to some really amazing places interestingly enough three years ago today I was in Geneva Switzerland at CERN um which yeah it was that was one of the trips of a lifetime Cool. Oh, I bet. I bet. And so for any future makers, creators, writers, or just kids, um, do you have any words of wisdom before we wrap up? Um, follow your passion and, and realize that everything that you do is not a straight path. Um, it, it can go forward and backwards and, and upside down and all this kind of thing. But if you follow whatever you're passionate about, you will eventually end up where you're supposed to be. And, um, and hopefully you'll have an amazing career um, or just an amazing life. Right. Yeah. That's great. Great words of advice for young and old and everybody in between. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been so much fun. And um, we will post a link to your website here and a list uh, or a link to your podcast, maybe both somewhere on there. And, um, <laughs> and readers should go and check out your books. There's so many fantastic books that Jennifer's put out. So go check out her work. It's, it's incredible. Thank you so much for having me, Tracy. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you.